Hello and welcome to the Virtual Frontier, the podcast about virtual teams created by Virtual Team. Disclaimer, all of our interviews are conducted virtually. I'm Daniel, your host, and I'm part of the team here at the Virtual Frontier. Today's topic of our Q&A session is how to avoid Zoom fatigue. Many of us have spent the last couple of months a tremendous amount of time in online video calls, and it is often very tiring. Even Eric Juan, the CEO of Zoom, has confessed he feels sometimes fatigue after one year of extensive use of his own tool. So, what could be done about that? What kind of meeting culture and setting we need to avoid this meeting fatigue? And do we really need all these marathon meetings? Let's find out in our second Q&A session. If you like the show, subscribe on YouTube, review it on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music or any other platform you like for podcasting. All the links you can find below in the description. So without further ado, let's dive into the second CEO Q&A session at the Virtual Frontier. Enjoy the conversation. Hello, Manuel. Thank you very much for joining us today to our second Q&A round here on the Virtual Frontier. I'm very happy to have you again. Um, today, I, I want to talk to you uh, and with you about uh, an interesting and urging and increasing topic about uh, the yeah, Zoom fatigue that uh, everyone or many people are uh, confronting right now, getting just tired with a lot of video meetings and uh, jumping from one meeting to the next and i i want to uh yeah talk to you a little bit about how do you manage that and um what are possible solutions to not be uh, in video calls maybe all the time or how to manage those video calls and synchrone meetings if you have them in the first place so um first question How many hours did you spend uh, last week in video meetings, Manuel? <laughs> yeah, hi, uh, good to have you here. Excited about this topic because I see that many people are concerned about increasing communication time and exhausting video calls. How much time did I spend last week in video calls? I would say two hours per day. So in total, 10 hours. Yeah. Okay. Did you did you feel tired after after the 10, 10 hours? Uh, no, the last no, week? it's on. I mean, two hours per day is totally fine. I come from the time when I was like eight to sometimes twelve hours per day in video calls. I'm absolutely happy and grateful that I only spend two hours per day in video calls, so that doesn't make me tired. But if I had to spend more, yeah, definitely, I would sit at the dinner desk and. My ears and cheeks become red. My wife will ask me, oh, Manuel, what did you do today? And I typically have to say, I have no idea. I just spent my whole time in video calls. I'm happy that it's not like this anymore. No, I, I, I will ask you uh, in, uh, later on, how, how did you manage to reduce this uh, such uh, drastically? Um, just talking about the amount of hours per, per, per day or per week. Um, when... Um, We have like uh, um, those those meetings, and and I think this is already like a key to to reducing this uh, amount of hours that you spend per day in in video meetings. Um, what what do you take care of before you 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 
start a meeting or before you enter a meeting uh, in a video call um, or probably how, how do you prepare it in the first place or decide how uh, if you're gonna do a video call or probably have a different solution for getting something solved yeah that's definitely a good question um, when i look back why i had so many video calls in the past is um, because you know when when people have a problem the first intention is we need a we need a meeting <laughs> instead of sitting down trying to understand what exactly the problem is and which questions they have related to the problem typically people don't do that they just ask for a meeting or they create an email with like 10 people in the in the carbon copy just to keep everyone informed but that just creates noise that creates noise that creates stress that creates more communication load um and if you look at most meetings, the result of a meeting is just another meeting because still things are not clear. So what I take care of when I join a meeting is that first, I can really contribute something, some value to this meeting. To understand if I can do that, I need an agenda. If I don't have an agenda, I decline the meeting. And the agenda should be in a way that there are questions in the agenda. Because that's why we need a meeting. If somebody just writes in the in my calendar invitation, um, we need to talk about whatever. I don't do that because talking might be an intention in order to connect on a human level to people. Then we can talk. If you want to meet me, let's do that in the evening, drink a beer, socialize, just talk. That's totally fine. But just having a meeting in order to talk about something, that's the wrong intention. You want to have a meeting with a clear purpose to solve a specific problem or to get specific questions answered. And in order to have this purpose, you need to prepare your questions. And then the good thing is, and that's how um, to, to make this bridge, how I reduced my meetings, is when somebody writes the questions in the agenda, I can simply answer these questions. Either I send a video message or a voice message, or I send the answer in Slack. This type of structured communication combined with asynchronous communication that is supported by technology makes the whole meeting culture much more efficient. And the good thing is that people get their answers faster. So having a good preparation before a meeting is crucial for me to join. And if it's just a status meeting where people report their status, you can do this with an asynchronous check-in, simply providing either can be a Google form, can be a Microsoft form, any kind of form where you simply ask for the, the the KPIs and the facts that matter. And then you can decide if you still want to have a meeting and have a conversation around these facts. What happens in most meetings is that people come totally unprepared and that's a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, quite the worst. I, <clears throat> and I can remember that from, from our uh, own past, um, like a couple of years ago, it it was uh, uh, the same. Like I I want to have a meeting with you. I just booked a meeting in my calendar and uh, requested it with you. And probably you would say yes uh, if that uh, was a free time for you. And and what has changed over the time, I can see that right now. Um, if I really want a meeting with you, I sit down and the first thing about the agenda, writing down the questions. And probably before I I go to the meeting, I have already answered my own questions before 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 that, yeah, because I, I, I had taken the time to get a clarity about what I want to talk with you about. And probably I don't need to, or we just uh, mentioned by you, um, we do it uh, asynchronous uh, by answering those questions quickly. 
in a, um, in a Slack channel or, or wherever it uh, is suited, right? Exactly. And just just imagine which effect this has on an entire organization. Because it's what you experience is, is reality. If you sit down and really try to get clarity about what is your, uh, your question, your brain starts find an answer. And very often you get the answer immediately when you write down your question. And that can reduce so many meetings if you simply force people to first think about their questions they have. And if they can't find a solution, totally okay to have a meeting. But it's not okay to have a meeting because you are too lazy to think about what's your problem. That's not respectful for um, for my time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is the this is the uh, key uh, word, like um, having respect for the time for each other, right? And and um, when you meet, get getting things done the right way, and not just uh, sitting around in in the same meeting room or in the same Zoom room and uh, discussing about a topic X Y. Um, yeah, completely agree with that. How do you set um, your your own limits when it comes to um, the length of a meeting or or the duration of a meeting? Um, as, as probably most or often you can find uh, um, meetings that are two hours, two and a half hours, uh, marathon meetings uh, where people are in the same room. But uh, how, how do you manage that uh, with your own um, meetings and schedules? <laughs> I mean, last, uh, I think it was two months ago. And I mean, you are also part of a, of a big virtual team we have with over 130 or 150 freelancers in 67 countries. And uh, three or four months ago, it was um, I had a meeting that took, act, took actually over four hours, but it was not related to work. It was just to come together. And then people started all of a sudden to like drink beer together, etc. I mean, that was a virtual party, right? <laughs> that was a meeting that took, I think, four and a half hours. But business meetings, I try maximum an hour. I never join a meeting that is longer than an hour. I get invitations for meetings that are three hours. And um, even worse, three hours with six people. What that shows is that nobody really takes ownership over the topic. Because if one person takes ownership of the topic, this person can prepare something. This person can start to make suggestions and work on the topic and then get specifically to people that should provide input and contribute to the topic and then have just a 30-minute meeting so that everyone can see it and present it to everyone and they can get live feedback. But um, if everyone, if eight people are in a meeting for two hours, that just means nobody takes ownership and it will just be a blah, blah, blah meeting without an outcome. So yeah, prepared meetings then have one person taking ownership over the subject, asking people that should contribute specific questions, and then have like a 30 to maximum 60 minute meeting um, just to finalize things. And I totally agree that when you have complex things where you need um, different experts with different expertise um, to contribute from different angles to a solution, then it's easier to do this in a live conversation because it's simply faster. But that doesn't mean that for any kind of work, you need a live meeting. And for any kind of problem, you need a live meeting. That's definitely not necessary. Yeah. <clears throat> and probably if you have those kind of, of complex issues uh, that you need to talk in live, uh, could be a solution that you, that you split up those meetings in, 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 in smaller and smaller pieces and you don't have those uh, 
marathon meetings uh, with um, dozens of, of people in one room and uh, not really an outcome. I think even even in the um, <clears throat> in the real uh, um, physical world meetings, uh, um, if you have like those meetings when 20 people are in one room, it's not uh, that that uh, everyone is working in that at that time really efficient and and getting things done. It's more like yeah, I'm I'm there uh, and uh, I'm watching what's what's happening. Um, but this brings me also to, to my to my next questions. Uh, what what kind of meetings you, you should attend and and um, probably when it's time to leave a meeting. Yeah, so I, I just have, I just have, I just have like 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 a like a comment from from uh, from Elon Musk in, in mind that he says when there's a meeting he 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 is in and he doesn't uh, see any value he just leaves the meeting. Um, I, well, I don't know how yeah. how it's handled technically, but uh, yeah, that's where, where I want to go. Yeah, that makes total sense. So, um, which meetings I join? I already said if I see the questions, the agenda, and I feel I can contribute to it, I'm happy to join it. Um, if I see a meeting where eight people are invited and there is no agenda, I won't join it. But um, how long I would stay in the meeting? I definitely, after 15 minutes, I ask if somebody needs me, if I never contributed anything, um, and then I leave. I mean, it's even possible that you record the meeting so I can rewatch it later if it's online. But most meetings, what matters is just the outcome. So I think that that not so many people need to join the meeting if those that really have to join the meeting work towards a specific outcome that can be handed over to other people that need this outcome. But that doesn't mean that everyone needs to participate in the meeting. It's just about structured and precise communication instead of long blah, 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 without any intention to create a solution for something. No. I um I think this this also goes with the the issue that um, many leaders or, or or owners are probably see those kind of meetings as some replacement to see what their employees or coworkers are are doing. Um, uh, what, what you would respond to that? Um, like taking this uh, control uh, uh, from the real uh, physical world into the virtual world. Yeah, that's something I never really thought about, but I heard it quite often and I absolutely agree because when everyone was working in an office, the typical management by walking around was the style that most leaders applied, just checking, okay, person is sitting on the desk, typing into the computer, must be productive. But that's bullshit. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that if somebody's sitting in front of a computer typing something that this person is doing the work and neither does it mean it's effective or efficient. So that's clearly not an indicator. You should measure res, um, progress and efficiency by outcomes, okay, by the results the person creates. Um, but I agree, yes, that's, that most managers are used to control their stuff by management, uh, by walking around. I think they have a feeling of lack of control when they started working remotely, and that's why they were involved in many video calls. So. Yeah, that could be an intention to control what people are are doing and to satisfy the need for control. Because a loss of control is a is a really bad feeling, especially for managers if you are responsible and accountable for for a team. And now you, all of a sudden you're sitting at home wondering, okay, what's everyone doing? Are you doing something? I'm accountable for everything. If they are not doing the work, it's my head rolling. So yeah, that's why I think they compensate 
for that. And I think now we see that, I think that many adapt to a different leadership style instead of leading by availability, that the world shifts to leading by results and then less meetings are necessary. Right. <clears throat> Um, and 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 yeah, yeah e even if you're if you're like this control type still um you really should consider that that those long meetings where where you uh, still try to get this uh, attendance level um and, and measure it by attendance uh, uh, rather than with outcomes um you really are stressing out your your coworkers or employees because um this this long meetings in in an, in an virtual meeting are really like for for physically for for the air, for the eye and for for the mind like uh, like stressful because it's something unnatural so you you really should uh, try to keep it on 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 the necessary level and uh, getting things done rather than just uh, sitting around and and watching what uh, probably your uh, co-workers or employees or subordinates uh, are are doing yeah, I mean, um, there is there is even a very interesting um, and very interesting insight that the amount of meetings give you, because you can see the amount of meetings as an indicator for how much clarity is missing in your organization and how inefficient everything works. Because if everything was clear, if everyone need if everyone would know what what they need to do, or even more importantly for which results they are working no meetings would be necessary so if you are sitting in meetings eight hours per day i think it's a better invest to not attend a meeting but analyze where all this clarity is left on the road where people miss this clarity and what you can do to provide more clarity and typically it comes down to first important thing is get clear role description so that people know based on the outcomes they should work for based on their accountability and responsibilities, and then provide clarity of the role. This is an important part of leadership. That's the core of your leadership system, that clear roles exist and that every role is aligned with the purpose of the team, which is aligned with the purpose of the business. Once you provide this clarity, I think the whole organization can work more efficiently and most importantly, the, um, the entire team and individual team members can work much more independent, self-determined, and that is the start to build self-managing teams. But without clarity, there are no self-managing teams. You always need a manager that tells other people in the business what they should do. And that's most stressful for the manager because without the manager telling people what to do, nobody does anything. I think meetings are a good, are a good mirror of how efficient your organization works and where you can improve the efficiency with more clarity. Yeah, completely agree with that. Um, I think um, we we covered that uh, topic for today uh, quite good. Uh, some very interesting insights, Manuel, about uh, how we can uh, be uh, on organized better or online uh, meeting structures and and getting more out of those meetings when. We meet uh, in in person in, or in the virtual environment. Um, thank you very much for taking the time, and I see you next week uh, with new topic and new questions. Yeah, thank you very much. See you next time. Take care and have less meetings. Cool. 
I want to thank Manuel for joining us today on this Q&A session and sharing his insights on this very present topic. I got some new ideas about how to avoid meeting fatigue, what are the reasons that can cause such fatigue in online meetings and possible ways out of it. I really hope you could get also some new perspectives. If you want to learn more about how to scale with your business at any time and make work better, visit flashup.io slash start to get free access to the Worship Business Builder training. Learn in this free training how you can build, grow and scale your business with virtual teams and global freelancers. You can subscribe to the Virtual Frontier on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube or wherever podcasts can be found. And while you're there, you can leave us a review. Please support us on Patreon so we can keep improving the show and your experience. On behalf of the team here at the Virtual Frontier, I want to thank you for listening. So until next episode, keep exploring new frontiers.